Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you would, turn in your Bibles to uh, John 10.10. We're going to start there. John 10.10. Have you found it yet? If you haven't by now, just get in the prayer line. Don't ask any questions. You need help. (laughs) Glory to God. Uh, I'm preaching this morning on the abundant life in Christ. You know, uh, it's amazing how much that Jesus and the Apostle Paul said about life, most cases in the Bible, not all, but most, the word life is zoe, it's the life of God, which is a life, as F.F. Bosworth said in the book Christ the Healer, it's the life that lives itself. Amen. It doesn't need any outside source. It is the source. Praise God. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. He says in that book, it's a good thing to confess. You know, we talk about confessing and thanking God for health and healing and those things. But it's a good thing to confess the Zoe life of God. Praise the Lord, because that takes care of it. And that uh, it infuses us with God's very life. The Bible tells us that we're partakers of his divine nature. That means whatever's natural for God should be natural for us. Amen? So I like this theme, and it's something that I'm still growing in and revelation and, and receiving for myself. Amen? So uh, we're going to see here what Jesus said about abundance and what the Apostle Paul said about abundance. And... uh We'll just see if we're going to agree with it or not. Amen? (laughs) Uh, John 10.10, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. So if something in your life is stealing from you, is killing you and destroying you, it's not from God. (laughs) It's not from God. You can't blame it on God. Well, God allowed that to happen so that blah, 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 blah. No. Uh, God's, uh, not in the, what, what does it say? God's not in the stealing business. He's not in the killing business. And He's not in the destroying business. And He hasn't contracted the devil like some kind of a hitman, some kind of a spiritual hitman to come and do stuff to you. So that you'll remember who's in charge and all that stuff. Bad doctrine. Uh, and, uh, Boy, it gets to the point when people start spouting bad doctrine, you just want to put your fingers in your ear and go, blah, 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 la, 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 you know, because you don't need to hear it. Amen. You know, it's funny how we can be a little particular about what we eat. We see something funny in our food or it smells bad or looks bad or we just have a check in our heart, you know, don't eat that. Uh, just something about it's not appetizing. We'll avoid it like the plague, won't we? We'll just absolutely go, well, I don't think I'm going to eat that. It'll look, you know, a piece of chicken that's not cooked good enough or uh, something like that. You just look at it and go, I don't know if I'm going to eat that or not. We'll reject it. But when it comes to things that we ingest spiritually, oftentimes we just eat everything, you know. Uh, charismatics used to be notorious for saying, I want everything. And I used to get up behind them and I'd say, I don't want everything. I only want the right things. Amen. I only want good things. Things that are going to build me up. Things that are going to edify. Things that are going to 
make me think at a higher place and act at a higher place. Amen? So I don't, I'm not like that. I don't want everything. I want everything God has, but that's it. I draw the line there. Glory to God. Well, it says here, the, the thief, of course, this is talking about mainly, literally, he's talking about false shepherds. I don't know if you realize that or not. We've assigned it to the devil. It does work for the devil. The devil is a thief. Amen. But really, Jesus is talking about, uh, the false shepherds. And it says here, I am come. He's talking, comparing to the false shepherd. And he says, I am come that they might have life and they might have it just barely get by. That's all you need. Scrape along on barely get along street right next down. What would Brother Hagin say? Right next down, right down next to Grumble Alley. <laughs> barely get along street. If you're barely getting along, well, praise the Lord. Thank God for what you have. If you're barely making it, I'm going to tell you something. If you're barely making it, you're doing better than some people. Amen. But it says, I am come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. Not just barely get by. Well, you know, if you're at, like I said, if you, cause some, you know, the minute you preach that, somebody will get offended and say, well, I'm one of those barely get by folks. Well, thank God for what you have. Thank God that, you know, for anything that you have that's good. If it's a hot meal and a somewhere to sleep on the back porch, at least you've got something. But I'm telling you, you can start there and begin to believe God for, for your life to start looking more like this word instead of whatever it looks like. Hallelujah. So just to accept everything negative, you know, is not good. Amen. And, uh, you know, if you want to live like that, then fine, have at it. Knock yourself out. Let us know how that goes. But I'll tell you, uh, I'm going to agree with this. Amen? That I am come, that they might have life. And if, you know, if he just stopped there, I've always said this preaching on this, if he just stopped there, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I've come that you might have life. It beats death. Praise the Lord. But... He added this, and thank God that he did, and that they might have it, he could have just said abundantly, and that would have been good. But he said more abundantly. In other words, mo' better, praise the Lord, (laughs) as we used to say. Mo' better, this is mo' better, it's way better, hallelujah. Well, I didn't make this up. Somebody said, I wish you'd get better material. Well, the problem is, I'm stuck with one book, the Bible. Amen? Amen. And this is the only thing that I'll preach from. Hallelujah. You can bring me the Reader's Digest or whatever. I'm not preaching from it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Um, So we're thinking about that. More abundant life. More abundant life. So we can thank God for the abundance that we have. Amen. We need to be grateful. We need to be happy. We need to be content on any given day. But then we can also thank God for more abundance and not be in error. Galatians 2.20. 
Somebody might say, well, you're not one of those health and wealth preachers, are you? Well, it beats sick and broke preacher. One preacher that we know, a friend of ours, uh, uh, his wife especially is a friend to Pastor Scarlett, who's known for preaching boldly on prosperity and those things. And he said, he said, I got preachers, Pentecostal preachers, Assemblies of God, Church of God, <laughs> whatever. He said, they're mad at me that I'm not broke. He said, I tell them I'm not broke. God's met all my needs. Everything's paid for. Praise the Lord. We're doing well. And it makes them mad. Now, I don't know about you, but if I hear something like that, it makes me sound like there might be, just saying there's a slight possibility that there might be a little jealousy there. What do you think? You know, the Bible says we rejoice with those who rejoice. And you know, those that are maybe doing better than us, in some way. We should maybe look to them for inspiration instead of getting mad at them. And if you're getting, if it's making you angry, you need to go to prayer. You need to see what's wrong. Why am I angry about this? Why should, why can't I rejoice? You know, maybe one family in the church gets a new car or something. And boy, if you don't watch it, somebody will be mad about it. You know, just, you know. Like a bulldog mad that, you know, the lizard's biting him that he's trying to chomp on. You think, well, why? So, you know, sometimes I, I mean, sometimes I've had anger rise up in my heart. I know you find that hard to believe because you know that I walk on air and everything. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you, uh, the uh, sometimes I've had anger rise up and I'll have to stop and say, why is this making me mad? Now, if it's something off, then okay, it's righteous indignation. But if it's not, you're just mad because, yeah, I don't know, you're just a little jealous, you're a little, you feel a little pinch there, you have to deal with that, amen? Yeah. And say, Father, forgive me for that. That's the wrong spirit. I'm going to rejoice with those that are rejoicing, amen? At the same time, we have empathy and sympathy and weep with those who weep. But we gotta get, you know, we're pretty good at weeping with the weepers, but we're not too good at rejoicing with the rejoicers. And so we gotta have a balance there and do both of it. Amen? All right, preach pastor, let us have it. We can take it. Amen. Galatians 2.20 talks about dying, talking about abundant life, but I want to show you this life that we have. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. There's life right there. Amen. Yet not I. In other words, the, I, the original me is dead. Thank God. There's nothing of our flesh that we want to keep. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I love this. The life which I now live in this flesh, in this earth suit, in this body, I live by faith. Praise God. So you know you can have faith. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you any money to have faith. It doesn't cost you any 
effort, really, to have faith. Are you following me? It doesn't cost you anything. You can just have it. In fact, the Bible says that we have the faith of God. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Let's let's go to Ephesians uh, 3, 20. Because we're talking about abundant life, super abundant life. Amen. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Oh, my goodness. You know, once again, thank God for these adjectives to describe what it is he's telling us to have. Because he could have said now unto him that is able to do all that we ask, and we would have still enjoyed the scripture. But I like it that they inserted the Apostle Paul writing this, inserted the words, exceeding abundantly above. Now you keep, you might wonder if you've heard me preach long, why does every so often this dude keeps coming back to this verse? I have no clue why. I just have to preach it. And I think there's something here for us. Amen? Now let's put that up. Uh, on the screens, uh, uh, in the ampli- the classic amplified. Amen. Now, this, this really gets it, and you know I love, I love to preach this. Again, I didn't make this up. If you don't like it, write Paul an email and tell him you don't like it. I'm sure he'll be up all night worrying how you feel. Now to him who by in consequence of. Now see, there's a consequence. How many know there's a consequence to every action that we take? Amen? There's a consequence. It can, we usually use the word consequence in terms of something negative, but you know there can be positive consequences. Amen? So the Congress passes a law, there's consequences. Oftentimes it's both. Part of it's good and then there's another part that it's not so good and you have to choose which one you're going to try to focus on. But uh, because the main scripture for the government should be the government giveth and the government taketh away. <laughs> That's really the truth, isn't it? <laughs> Ronald Reagan said the most frightening words you'll ever hear in the, in the English language are, Hi, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. He says that's the most frightening words you'll ever hear. <laughs> That's about it. Anyway, now to him who by in consequence, there's something that is consequential that happened by the finished work of Christ. How many want to know what it is? Oh, this is good. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Amen. In consequence of the action of his power, in other words, what he did on the cross, we could say what he did from the cross to the throne I love to think of it like that, from the cross to the throne and everything that happened in between, the consequence of the action of his power, that's what it's talking about, that is at work within us, that resurrection power, that resurrection life, that abundant life that Jesus spoke of in John 10.10 is at work within us. Praise God. These are good confessions to make. Stand in front of the mirror and say, His power is at work within me. 
His power is at work within me. Amen. His resurrection life is able to, to do something. What is it going to do? Now that it's working, it's in us. Amen. It's a consequence of what he did, not a consequence of what we've done. It's all about him. Praise God. The, the, the church, the, the preaching, the Bible, the pulpit, and everything should be all about Jesus. Not like Brother Hagin said, he was pastoring Assemblies of God Church there in Texas back in the 40s, and a woman stood up, supposed to be Wednesday night testimony service and, and prayer requests, and she stood up and said, the devil's been after me all week, bless his holy name. Well, she meant, bless the name of Jesus. <laughs> but you know, when you talk about what the devil's doing, you're you're kind of lifting up his name. Instead of talking about what God's doing and lifting up his name. Well, if you watch ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox, Fox Business, all that, uh, all smashed together. It's like you might, you might as well be watching reruns of Mickey Mouse because, and it's all bad is the problem. They hardly ever have, Hey, today we have good news on the news. You know, and if they do a human interest story, they'll spin it depending on which side of the thing you're on. Amen. So, you know, it's better to hear the good news. This is always the good news right here. Amen. And some of us need to turn that boob tube off, as we used to call it, and turn on the word of God. Amen. Brother Hagin used to say, he'd call him and say, what you doing? He says, I'm sitting here watching this one-eyed monster. He called the TV the one-eyed monster. He might have been more right than we know. Whoa! I'm going to get this preached if it hairlips the devil. Carry out his purpose. Oh, wow. God's at work within us. He's carrying out his purpose. He's carrying out his purpose in our life and through us and to, through to others. Amen. To do super abundantly. Now look at that word. Super abundantly. We had abundantly in John 10.10 by the time Paul gets a hold of the revelation. It goes to super abundantly. Abundantly would be good, wouldn't it? Super abundantly means higher than that. That means over and above. Now what happens if you have too much? To you. What happens? I'll tell you what happens is you're able to bless other people. Amen. You're able to be a blessing, not just receive one. Thank you, Lord. Somebody might say, well, nobody needs more than they need. Well, that's kind of selfish. Isn't it? It's always good to have a little extra. Somebody comes by, you can feed them. Amen. Far over. My mother used to always make, of course, southern cooks do this. They used to, anyway. My mother always made extra, a lot of extra food. I said, why are you making all this extra food? Well, you never know who's coming by. And if she had enough extra, well, let's send this soup over to sister so-and-so. She's shut in. And then we, she'd make, I'd come home from school. She'd have a beautiful cake made. I'd say, oh, cake, not for you. Why? Well, the Lord told me to make that for Sister Ledbetter, you know, or somebody. The one that's led better than everybody. Yeah, okay. 
Super abundant. Everybody say super abundantly. Woo! <laughs> I'm excited about this. I, I need to hear this. Do you understand that? Nobody will preach it to me, so I'll preach it to myself. Everybody's walking around on tiptoes. It's called the eggshell era. Don't say anything or look wrong. You'll offend somebody. Well, I'm just a little tired of that. Far over, not barely over, scraping over. Far over. Everybody say far over. Far over. And above. Over and above. Isn't it nice to have over and above? Isn't it nice to go to the grocery store and you still have something left over? (laughs) Instead of, oh, I'll take this back. I I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Well, I've been there. I've been at the take it back. I don't know what I was thinking place. And I've been where I had... Plenty left over, that's better. Amen. Far over. I want you to get this, I'm yodeling. And above. Nothing's below, is it? It's all above. All, everybody say all. Not just one or two ideas. All that we dare ask or think. Now, boy, I can ask or think some stuff. How about you? Yeah. You know, most Christians have such little faith that they let, they've let their dreams and visions just die. They don't even, they don't even have any anymore. But you need to, you know, well, we're just barely making it now. This is why I'm telling you this. It would be really good for a person who feels that way, to to start dreaming again, envisioning, see yourself in a better situation. See yourself blessed. You're not putting pressure on God that He doesn't like. Amen. See yourself happier. See yourself fatter, so to speak. With the blessings of the Lord. Thank you. I need something. I love this. All uh, above, it's far over and above all we dare ask, dare ask. Not just think it, or wish it, or hope it, but ask for it. I'm, I'm convinced that a lot of things don't come to us because we don't have the faith to even say it. It's even better if you write it down and then say it. Something about seeing it in your own handwriting, seeing it in print, and reading that, it's like the newspaper all of a sudden. You know, it becomes more believable. Like attorneys will tell you, if it's not on paper, it doesn't exist. Well, they told me, well, it doesn't matter. Well, you got any proof? And so we could get proof by making our proof. I had an attorney one time in a deal, and he was so 
into, they all are like this, he was so into the original documents that I had a, a letter or something, and I was making notes at the top. He goes, what are you doing? Stop writing. I said, why? He goes, you're altering the document. I said, I was just writing what you were saying at the top of it about what it said. He goes, don't touch it. Stop. You know, he was freaking out, you know. Well, that must mean that if it's written on paper, it has weight. It certainly does in a court of law. Amen. I mean, a person can almost make out a will on a paper napkin, and if that's the only one there is, it can carry some weight. Don't everybody shout at once. Don't want any chaos in here, for God's sakes. All that we dare ask or think. All, 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 all. We should write a book called The Meaning of All. Because, boy, there's a lot of scriptures that talk about all. Say, well, you don't, you, you, you are being, what is it they say when you argue, don't do like absolutes, you know? You, you always and you never. (laughs) It's hardly ever true. But in the scripture, all means all. That we dare ask or think. Now it gets even better. Infinitely. You know what that means? There's no, there's no measurement. There's no end to it. Infinitely. Like Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond, you know. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers. Wow. Let's stop there, prayer department people. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Because, you know, I've heard all kinds of sermons preached to me about how God won't go above our prayer. He can't go beyond our what we're asking. And if you're going to get it, you're going to have to articulate it in prayer. Well, I just got a scripture that shot that bird out of the sky. Kaboom! Another one bites the dust. Okay. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers. I always say, the best prayer you've ever prayed on the most spiritual day (laughs) where you were the deepest into the things of God, the Spirit was moving and you thought this is the highest it could ever be and, uh, you know, one of those moments that we could maybe even recount He's doing infinitely, that's immeasurable, immeasurably would be another word, beyond that prayer on that day at that moment. And we think we're putting God out by asking Him, well, Lord, it's being Him. Lord, I don't want to bother you or anything, but... Uh, and I know that every time I come to you in prayer, I seem to be asking for something, and I really apologize for that. I mean, come on. Where does that kind of stuff come from? I remember one time I went to church, and I was a Sunday night somewhere, some church of God somewhere. In those days, if you've been to one, you've been to them all. It's like a franchise. We sang all the same songs, had pretty much the same order of service, everything. Anyway, I go to the service. I'm pretty excited because I got a prayer request. Now, it's not something I want to say out loud, but I'm going to pray it when we pray. You know, it's worth a pre-service prayer. And the pastor says, well, 
How many remember these kind of meetings? Well, let's all gather around down front, around the altar area. We're going to pray, you know, whatever, seek the Lord. So I come down there, and I'm ready to pray my prayer of faith to ask God for something I need. And the pastor goes, let's not ask him for anything. We always do. I'm thinking, well, that, that, what do you mean? Don't ask him for anything. This is the whole purpose that I came. You know, that stuff is not spiritual. It's emotional, touchy-feely, oh, we shouldn't be asking God because he might just get tired of us and say, And that is not right. Amen. Don't tell me when or when not I can ask the Lord for what I need. Well, praise God, there was a little side journey. If they told me in France, you know, when I'd make sounds like that, they said, you're speaking French. That's a, we all do that. Infinitely, I love this, infinitely, immeasurably, beyond our highest prayer, desires. Anybody got a desire in here for something? Something to change? Something to happen? Amen. It's above that. Wow. I have some desires that I want to see fulfilled. And and we're talking about the God that can do exceedingly abundantly above it. Super abundantly. I know I preached this before. Hang on. Praise the Lord. We need to hear it. Like Brother Hagin, the first few years I worked for him, every time he got up, he turned to Mark 11.23. I thought, does that man have any more scriptures? But we needed it so badly because our prayers before we got taught the prayer of faith was whatever you want to do, Lord, just do me, you know. And, uh, and, and, and there's no faith in that at all. There's not even faith. Why bother? Amen. All right. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts. How many have good thoughts sometimes and thinking, well, this could be better, the situation? Hopes, you know, if you've lost your hope, you've lost everything. Got to have some hope. Now, I know hope's taken a beating from the faith movement as if it was something bad, but hope is part of the ingredient of faith. If you don't have hope, you can't have faith. Hope means an expectation for the future. Amen. Well, I don't care what you, I don't care what hell you've been through. Start, start believing that you're, thank God you're going through. Somebody said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Amen. You're going through. <laughs> All right. Well, brother David, you've just never, I've had people say, Oh, what does he know? His cushy life. He's never been through anything. Oh, really? You want to hear all I've been through? Well, I'm not going to get up, like Osborne said, I'm not going to get up and tell you all my problems. That's boring. That's what Osborne said. But it's true. You know, there's no need to get any of us getting up and talking about all we've been through and all of our problems and blah, 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 blubber, blubber. Okay, but what are we going to do from here on? That's what counts. Amen? Thank God we've overcome. If you're here breathing, thank God you over, you overcame 2020. Amen. 
You overcame the year of the COVID. You overcame the year of the what all this bad stuff that was happening. You're talking about like the dark cloud came over. <laughs> Amen. But thank God we we're we're here, aren't we? Yeah. We're breathing. Yeah. We're gonna eat lunch. We're gonna have you know go on have a week. Yeah. Amen. Grow in Christ. Yeah. We're at church, praising the Lord, feeling His presence, sensing His anointing. Being lifted up, illuminating our minds, challenging our, if we've got bad doctrines and ideas, we're being challenged on that. Thank God for it. Woo! I'm going to get Pentecostal one these days and walk on the backs of the pews like T.L. Lowry, praise the Lord. Our preachers in those days... They had patent leather shoes and polyurethane hair. Praise the Lord. They were slick, man. Desires, thoughts, hopes, and then this one, or dreams. Now, you know what this tells me? If I'm going to operate and live and function and, and receive in God's abundant life, I need to make sure that I'm praying, that I'm desiring, that I'm thinking, that I'm hoping, and that I'm dreaming. See, I added something new. Every now and then I have an original idea. All right. So, can you see that? So I want my prayer... If he's going to do above my highest prayer, I want my prayer to be kind of high. I don't want to just pray a little bless me prayer. I want to pray, get into the things of prayer, the deep things, the high things, go deep and high at the same time, praise the Lord, like a skyscraper. You don't just go high. If you do, it's going to fall over. (laughs) Amen. you got to go deep first, and then you go deep, lay the foundation, then you can build on it and go high. Hallelujah. So where I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it says our highest prayer, so I'm gonna be praying as high as I can. How do I start? Pray the word. Pray the word. And then from the word, you can pray in the spirit. Amen. So we're praying with our understanding. We're praying with our prayer language. Amen. We're praying from the leader, leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to pray high prayers. How many is going to join me? Pray high prayers. Let's make 2021 the year of the higher prayer. So whatever level we've been praying on, if we don't like our results, maybe we should start praying a little higher. Just a scotch, just saying. All right. And then we need to be desiring. Well, if your current level of desires has produced what you have in your life, I'm not talking just materially. I'm talking about across the board. Everything. This isn't a materialistic message. It's not. Sorry. If you're going to throw that at me, just swallow it because that ain't what it's about. I'm talking about our life as a whole. Amen. But if your desires are producing what you've got, maybe you need to up, up them a bit. Amen. Have a greater desire. Preach, Brother David. I lay hands on myself and pass out. Ah. That girl at Ramah. She said, I got so anointed, I laid hands on myself and went out under the power. 
Praise God. We had all kinds attend school there, just saying. I think some had, never mind, I won't say that, it's too mean. Hopes, well, thoughts. Again, if, if you're not happy with your results, think higher. I'm going to ask Pastor Scarlett to challenge me more to think higher. Amen? We'll challenge each other, right? Let's think higher about that situation. What would be the best? Not what would be a little better. But we can, we can have the good, we can have the bad, we can have bad, it's like credit rating or something. You know, bad, fair, (laughs) you know, poor, fair, Okay, better and best. Amen? Let's get our thinking at the best level. And then hoping. What are my hopes? What do I hope to see? What do I hope to accomplish? What do I hope to have happen? It'd be good to make a list of this. You know, like a column, like like a sheet of paper. Prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes. And then dreams. Amen? Praise God. Let's let, let's let the Lord give us dreams. The Bible says that in the last days that old men shall dream dreams. Now the thing that's interesting about that is oftentimes we're almost made to feel like, well, you're too old to have a dream. You're too old to have a vision. You're too old to have a plan. Not according to the word. The Bible says it's the old ones that's going to dream dreams. Right. Amen. Let's dream for things to happen beyond our existence that will carry through like a legacy. Amen? Praise God. I'm excited. Nobody else is, but that's okay. I'm used to some of that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It says, let's go to the next part of that. To Him... Be glory in the church. That means light. Glory means light. And in in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So how long should all this last, all this superabundant blessing? It should be all generations, right? Forever. Do you think that includes our generation? Generation means whatever age a group of people are alive. Well, if you're alive, you're in the generation. Amen. Guess what? All this blessing comes to us through that. Well, I hope this encouraged you and blessed you. Amen.